Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. VIP stands for very important people, and their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. I sure do thank you for your support. Now, here's your show. Now, what do you mean, Matthew? No, the audio's fine. The audio's fine, Matthew. This week on Dueling Review, we review Walt Disney Comics and Stories number 733, Night of the Living Text. The fourth wall breaks as Mickey and Goofy discover they're living inside of a comic book story with scary plans for them both. Then, Donald Duck and Gyro are swallowed whole in a new William Van Horn adventure. Uh, so, uh, Mickey Mouse yeah. realizes he's living in a comic book world. <laughs> Thanks to Goofy. Well, we're all a little goofy when it comes to Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So, this uh, first story takes place in my comic room. <laughs> in a dirty, that filthy is- attic with full of chipmunks? No, but there is a dog and a rat in there going through the books trying to figure it all out. Yeah, yeah. So Mickey goes over to Goofy's house to help him sort his comics. Yep. A big old box of them fall on, on Mickey's head, and when he wakes up, he notices that the, a- the caption is there, and it starts <laughs> – uh, the captions start getting angrier and more of them, and pretty soon we've got a attack of the uh, living zombies. Yeah, just swarms of captions. Suddenly and now, but mm-hmm. – and it introduces, and what's nice about this story is that it does follow the Night of the Living Dead kind of storyline where suddenly these monsters are everywhere and the military comes and the military gets wiped out. And suddenly, you know, the final survivors of the world have to try to escape on a bus and then they either survive or they don't survive. And this follows that that uh, trope very closely. And, screaming cheerleader. Yeah. And uh, what's even nicer is it's kind of a nice primer on horror storytelling it is and it's really meta in a couple of ways because it's constantly lampshade hanging on on horror stories but if you actually read it they're also making meta commentary about the captions and the creation of the comic book story so Mm -hmm. they talk about it as it's happening right and then we get to the end of the first chapter and the the professor's like oh no now we must face the worst thing of all the giant recap caption. <laughs> yeah, which comes after. So this story is actually broken into uh, two parts um, because in the middle we get a story that's also kind of another, um, not really fourth wall breaking, but alternate reality or virtual reality story. Definitely where, metatextual, yeah. Yeah, where um, Donald Duck accidentally picks up a little device of, of gyro gear looses. Mm-hmm. And um, gyro has invented this virtual reality computer thing that uh, transmits through this thing that looks like the size of a quarter 
yep. thickness of a quarter, color of a quarter. So, you know, um, when you're inventing Makes technology, sense. people make it look like something people are already familiar with. So when you come to drop off your um, bubble gum, you can accidentally oh. give the delivery boy, in this case, Donald Duck, your mm-hmm. magic technology instead of the actual money that he came to pick up. Exactly. And then any fantasy that Donald has becomes real to him. Yeah. The world looks mighty good to him because Tootsie Rolls is all he sim. Lots of, um, uh, I don't want to say Nemo and Slumberland action, but a lot of it is, it kind of feels it's, that way. It's in that same ballpark. It's mm-hmm. that, that heavy dream imagery and the silliness. And there, there's a point where he falls on a bag of money and the money starts bucking like a Bronco. And then a giant Scrooge shows up to chase him down for stealing his money. And <laughs> right. It's it's basically what you'd expect Donald Duck's daydreams to be like until he starts being eaten by the giant chocolate monster. Right, right. Donald has some problems. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because he imagines his girlfriend is a fire-breathing vampire dragon mm-hmm. who carries him away into the sky. Yeah. And then, of course, he uh, gets arrested by cops who thinks that he's just a loon. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, then he's like, oh, I'm getting rid of this. And he tosses it out or something. And the cop picks it up. And then the cop goes crazy. Because right. now the he's cop runs this. away with, with the hallucination device. Yeah. It's... Donald just walks off and goes, ha, huh, what a crazy day. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> thankfully, Meanwhile, this takes place in Denmark. So that particular officer probably isn't heavily armed. No. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, too soon. Uh, uh, then we get so. into uh, the second part of the story, which starts with the giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, recap uh, caption, which and, is hysterical, by the way. And yes, and then the military gets uh, wiped out, and Pigleg Pete is yes. the head of the military, at least in this story, and is a good guy. Well, for you now. thought was temporarily a good guy, I. Know, I right? uh, and uh, and so then they they try to make their way out by acting like zombies, uh, like right. you do in a zombie movie. You pretend you're a zombie, so none of them notice. You, they get on a bus, and they're about to get out of uh, town, but giant captions uh, start attacking their bus and they realize <laughs> that the way to defeat them mm-hmm. is to be nonsensical because how do you explain nonsense in a caption? Exactly. Pete takes a bump on the head and starts gibbering nonsense and all the captions turn into question marks because they can't figure out how to describe what mm-hmm. happens. And then Mickey, who is normally the straight laced hero mm-hmm. has to do something that he's not normally used to, which is be crazy. Yep. Uh, at which point all the bl- uh, all the captions uh, blow up. Tell one of your funny stories, Mickey. And then uh, finally, the last caption we get is a the end. And again, they talk about the horror genre again with here are three things that are going to happen. Either yep. uh, uh, it's finally destroyed once and for all. It survives somehow in order to make a sequel or the monster is a hoax and we go out on a tension breaking joke. Sure. A story ending a communal laugh and head for home. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Turns out the last caption that sneaks up is just the end of the yep, story. The end of the story, except it's not quite the end because next thing we know, Mickey's getting splashed in the face with a bucket of water because Mickey was laughing in his sleep. And you know, if someone's laughing in your sleep, you're supposed to just douse them. Or water on, yeah. Around if your comic your friend, book collection. If your friend takes a, a head injury, you put him in a chair, wait till they laugh and dump water on him. Yeah. I'm not saying, well, come on, it's goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not the... Goofy is not exactly the sharpest bulb at the bottom of the barrel, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And so then they go out for ice cream. The end. Or is it? Or is it? It is. So these stories uh, are not that old, which is kind of surprising because what they've done is they kind of follow 
uh, some of the older art style, some of the Italian French yeah. uh, art style that, of Mickey. And I want to say 1967 through like 75 or something like this. Even earlier than that, this is 50s style Mickey. The only thing he's missing is his little hat. Right. He doesn't have his pork pie hat in this. But yeah, this is like 50 styles Mickey in a bowling shirt and capri mm-hmm. pants, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This uh, was actually first printed in 2011. Mm-hmm. And then the Donald Duck story, again, which feels like a very, you know, late feels, 60s, yeah. 70s kind of uh, vibe to it. It feels like a Silver Age Donald Duck story, the kind of thing, you know, that we would have read when we were kids, mm-hmm. where you, when you could still find comics on the street corners. At the- it says this one was first printed in 2015. At least that's how I'm reading it. It says from Italian Topoline yeah. 2900, 2011 first U.S. publication. Topolino. Yes, that's what I said. That's Mickey's name in Italy. Topoline, yep. Mm-hmm. Topolino. Topoline yeah, is actually that line. stuff. They, that's the stuff that they use to uh, floor uh, uh, a Waffle House is, is Topoline. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I thought that's yeah. what you were supposed to tell someone when they weren't doing their job. Hey, man, Topoline. 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 Yeah, you're not pulling See, I don't know. Here. I always do my jobs, so I wouldn't know how that <laughs> sounds. Okay. Um, so what did you think of these these two stories? My thing has always been. I love the fact that Disney Comics and Stories is back because as someone who both grew up reading, you know, just junk funny books all the time, Mm -hmm. at a certain point, you're like, I remember stories like this. And again, I didn't start reading books until, you know, 1983, 1984. But even so, these books were still out there. And, you know, you'd you'd go to like church camp and there'd be a Woody Woodpecker cartoon. Right, right. I think that... Adventure type stories with anthropomorphic characters are one of the major components missing from the American comic book industry. As such, they can be good, they can be bad. I feel like the main story, the framing story of this issue is great. Mm-hmm. The Donald Duck story is cute and solid. It's a, it's yeah. a good B-side feature. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I feel like this whole issue, it's really, really well chosen because Mm -hmm. they end up both being stories about hallucinations. They're both clever. They're both funny. And that's the thing. They're genuinely funny. They aren't like laugh out. out, No, no, no. But definitely, I I really thought the Mickey Mouse one had a lot more humor in that it was very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. And was really, you know, there was some education hidden underneath the surface. Uh, it's yes. like Plink, what is it, Plink Strum Boom or whatever the uh, cartoon was <laughs> that Disney put out years ago. Um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like that in that you're learning a little something. But I think that it, for younger readers, especially because I was like, oh, man, this would be a great story for my kids to just read. Right. They would enjoy it, but it would probably be another 10 years before they're like, how do I know all of this stuff? Right. The caption apocalypse. Yeah, and yeah, some yeah. of the captions are just genuinely strange because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some of the captions are little bits of poetry and doggerel. And some of them are just literally the ridiculous things that you see in the comics of the old school age. Right. The meanwhiles and the oh, ho oh, yeah, I love those. those. I love yeah. those. I still use them. I- I miss them. I miss those, yeah. and I miss thought balloons, too. I'm not a big fan of the Donald Duck story. It was just a little bit too much for me. I like the art. I really like how the, the look of the art uh, came about. But yeah. I was, and the story was just like, eh, whatever. It's, it's a chance for 
the creators yeah, to just kind of go crazy and do some crazy imagery and it's got a, it's got a gyro kind of thing that that drives the plot mm-hmm. your metaphorical macguffin is basically gyro gear loose created some impossible device right and then we beat up on donald for 20 pages had this been the first story in the issue i probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have continued past this i think yeah this is it's definitely a b-side but it's kind of a strong B-side. It's like when you get that Beatles song, you're like, oh, it's a good song. I don't know if I want to go out and buy the record. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really fine if it's on like the, the flip side of Norwegian Wood. I'll listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's an album cut. It's something where you're like, in context, I'm willing to listen to this. I would not go and put it on my MP3 player, in a se- except in as much as I might put the whole album on my MP3 player and play it in order. Right, right. That's kind of the way I feel about the Donald story, but it's really well drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. it feels Barksian without yeah. you know being Barks, but it's not trying too hard to be Barks. It's mm-hmm. clearly a riff on the Carl Barks kind of kind of art and and story, and I think that works for it. It's in that same vein, but it's not meant to be taken as a uh, you know, and a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That sentence totally makes agree. sense when you're going there. I'm, I'm sure it was when you started out. Oh, hush. <laughs> so, you're just jealous you don't have a cute hat like Gyro Gearly. So, uh, oh, I've got lots of cute hats. Uh, so thumbs up or thumbs down on this on this issue? I say thumbs up because it has a really, really entertaining tale. And I am a sucker for a story that's as much about itself as a story as it is about what's being told. It has multiple layers of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So if you read it straightforward, it's just kind of a silly thing that happens where Mickey dreams he's in a comic book. Right. But if you read and go through, it's actually making a little bit of joke out of the stories mm-hmm. in comic books mm-hmm. and making this story a joke that is a joke about a joke, which right. is really complex storytelling when you think about it. Oh yeah, it. and and they're able to pull it off and it works out really well and I and I yeah. really kind of dig that a lot. I I say if you want to read fun um all ages, you know, tongue in cheek kitty mm-hmm. comic, then this yeah. is a this is a book to pick up and even if you're wanting to just maybe get a little bit of feel or vibe for what Mickey Mouse uh, or Walt Disney Comics and Stories is about, Mm-hmm. This is really nice to pick up because it's not part one of six or anything like that. It's definitely a, a done in one. And there are some stories that they have that are two parters that spill over into two different uh, issues. So this mm-hmm. is nice that it's a done in one. And then I think comic book fans will like this because it's self-referential. Right. Uh, and it's got that little bit of history in it or, or a little bit of theory in it. And so I think that that works really well, too. Uh, if this you're not is, into that, then this is probably not your thing. If you're into things blowing up and and if you're into, you know, serious comics, uh, then Walt Disney's comics and stories uh, are n- is not for you. Yeah, it, it ain't three hundred. No, but no, no. The thing about it is, this these is are... Duckburg. <laughs> these are the the stories that have made Donald Duck and Mickey and Goofy beloved mm-hmm. a- around the world. These are the stories that are the, some of the best selling stories in the history of comic books ever. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy the fact that we are once again finally getting something that is truly an all-ages story. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is what my grandma would call a funny book. Yeah. But it's a funny book in the purest sense to where 
I would not have a problem reading this on a metaphorical subway because it's oh, funny. Yeah. No, no, no. And it's, it's cool. And, you know, if somebody wants to come at me and go, why are you reading comics, bro? Then I could lay the smack I don't think anybody on. would do that. I don't think people well, do that. They do. They do they? Just I just, I don't think so. I don't think they do it today. Maybe, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, a dude bro would probably come up to you on that. Dude but today, bro. But today I think they're just, you know, people are just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, eh, and then they'll go on, onto their podcast or, or onto their, do their uh, Pokemons and or, well, no, there's, uh, there's some people that really are like, oh, I cannot believe 45 year old people are still reading comic books. This is stuff they should have put down long ago. Meanwhile, they're, they're out there wrenching on their, their cars uh-huh. and they're a big car collector or something like that. Yeah. How do people, they get into these childish comic books. So it's, you know, it's Wandering different strokes for different cemetery strokes. going, Hey, I caught a Patreon. But, uh, I think, I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people get it now and they're just, they're fine with it. Or if they're going to complain about it, they do it in the. In the confines of their other fellow dudes and dudettes. Secret douche broke and Yes. Yeah. yeah, whatever. It's whatever. Uh, so coming out next week from Dark Horse Comics, we have mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 10, number 29. Dark Horse presents- He's still in Season 10. I thought they were doing Season 11. Uh, I, that's what it says. BTVS, mm-hmm. Season 10, number 29. I'm going to bet they're doing 32 issues or something like I that. I used to watch Bugs Bunny on BTVS every day after school. Mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. X Modern Age Limited Edition hardcover. That's 100 bucks. Yusaki Yojimbo uh, 156 comes out next week, as does Weird Detective number two. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Over at DC Comics, we have Adventures of Supergirl number six, Aquaman number three, Batman number three. Man, I really enjoyed Batman number two a lot. I, I, I really good? like what they're, yeah, I really like what they're doing. Uh, I got a look at number one, and I felt like number one had had some interesting stuff in it. Yeah, number two continues that, and of course, it's the Monster Men uh, story with Hugo Strange in it. So I love it's, but the but the other interesting thing, and I pointed it out in my review over at Majorspoilers.com, is that um, in the first issue, Batman's about to die, and at the last minute, there's two heroes, two new heroes that we've never seen before, Gotham and Gotham Girl, appear and save the day and become kind of they want to team up with Batman and they want to help the city. interesting that flash is thinking in the flash comics, man, I sure do miss having a sidekick when boom, suddenly these people are getting hit with powers and are becoming flashes. And what's even more interesting then is if you realize that both Batman and flash are investigating together, this idea that someone is manipulating and controlling the universe around them. And so it makes me wonder that maybe these new heroes that are popping up, aren't somehow connected to the greater um, Dr. Manhattan storyline. Maybe Jonathan Osterman is just putzing with their head now. Maybe. Or maybe that's the ghost of Julia Schwartz saying, stop. Ooh, to pick up this issue, yes. my life depends on it. Yes. Uh, Clean Room number 10 also comes out from DC Comics, as does Hellblazer Rebirth number one. I bet you're going to be interested in that. Those are both creepy books. Legends of Tomorrow number five. Oh, there were a couple of new books that are announced, and one of them sounds really cool. It's based on uh, 60s and 70s love stories. Mm-hmm. and it's Dark Dead- Mansion of Forbidden Love. Yeah, it's Dead Man uh, doing that story. And nice. that should be, it's a, I think that one's a four-issue miniseries. I want to say four. It may be six. Uh, and then the other one that was just announced is Hawkman and Adam Strange are teaming up to prevent an intergalactic war in... Um, um, what is it called? Out of Time is the name of that cool. series. And that's a six issue miniseries. And they're like, and I think DC and there's a big talk about spoilers this week all over the Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, you read the solicitations and they're like, oh, these things are going on. And Adam Strange and Hawkman must figure out who is the person behind it all or what's causing all the problems. And then they show you the, the cover 
and you see Adam Strange in a pose shooting his gun off. And you see Hawkman with his mace and blow and defending some blasters. And they're looming in the background as this evil presence, Despero. <gasps> no! And it's like, no. well, I think you may you may have just already uh, spoiled uh, the big bad. Oh, in this. See, that yeah. might be in there, uh, Jim Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scooby Apocalypse number three also comes out next week from DC Comics and Superman number three. IDW Publishing has a short week next week. But they're going to have a big week over at the San Diego Comic-Con with Archangel right. number two. Back to the Future, Citizen Brown number three, Random Encounter Card Game. I don't know what that is. It's a 1999 game. And then mm. Tales from the Dark Side number two, which I've missed the first issue because that team's Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez uh, together again. And wow. I really want to see that book because they are. Do- it is the Tales from the Dark Side TV series. Cool. So, yeah, I want to go check out that first issue and then read issue number two next week. Image Comics has uh, Black Road number four. Uh, Chew 56, that issue is, that series is quickly coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Island number nine, She-Wolf number two, Snot Girl number one. Oi. You're not, you're not into this uh, very pretty girl who uh, just is uh, snot coming out of her nose left and right? Snot is one of those things that I just, no, we're out. You know, snot is a word or, or actual snot? It depends. I mean, either or. I have the same problem with uh, Rick and Morty when Rick is ca- constantly vomiting. Oh, vomiting, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, you know, there's a point where I'm like, I do not need bodily fluids as plot points, mm-hmm. kids. Well, that's what we're going to find out next week in Snot Girl number one. And when we say we, you mean oh, you? Oh, come on. I thought we said we weren't going to talk about bodily fluids. Uh, Marvel Comics has A-Force number seven. <laughs> All new Inhumans number. Man, that's a, such a joke bomb that it took you that long to get. Black Widow's. Oh, uh, you're one, number two, Steve. Yes. Uh, thank you very much, Matthew. Uh, Black Widow gets uh, issues one through five reprinted if you need to pick that up. You should, actually. That's wonderful. Deadpool and the Mercs for Money number one. That's a new series. Moon Knight numbers one, two, and three. I wonder if they're putting out a lot of these just because of San Diego Comic-Con and they want to have a lot of on stock. Could Spider- be. Spider-Man and Deadpool number seven, although it is a weird, oddly light week. And, of course, we're reading the early list of this, so this may change by next True. week. But uh, it seems like an oddly light week. Darth Vader number 23. Thunderbolts number three. Star Wars number 21. Ultimates number nine. X-Men Trial of Gambit Trade Paperback 1499. We won't wow. tell you we won't tell you who died in the pages of Civil War 2 number 3, but yeah, Marvel is a... Marvel is more than happy to do it when they announced uh, two new books, uh the um the accused, the accused and, and the fallen number 1. Yep. And even in the headlines that they sent out in their press release say who the the uh yep hero was that died i went ahead blank and, is dead i went ahead and blocked it out although it's four letters so i'm sure people can figure it out <gasps> you're kidding yeah yep yep no they didn't kill ruth they killed rocket raccoon or they killed groot yes <laughs> groot is five letters what i've been spelling it wrong all this time it was barely with a u and an yeah. Yeah. i'm groot <laughs> <laughs> steven is from sweden <laughs> Uh, in all the rest of the category, we've got Archer and Armstrong at number five, Blade Bunny number three, Brickleberry number one, which I think is a, a young adult or a young kid's uh, comic, Brickleberry, I want to say. Brickleberry? I think it's a bear. I, I think when say. I was a kid, we used to have Brickleberry ice cream. Wasn't there like a Brickleberry bear cartoon show? I'm almost, that's Dynamite Entertainment. Uh, let's double check. No, nope, Brickleberry Armageddon. Um, Brickleberry Armageddon. Huh. 
Might have to check he's that out. He's not a comic bear. No, he's not. He's actually some dude that looks like he's running around in the future blowing things up. So, Ooh, I know who it is. It's Sergeant Brickleberry. Yeah, probably. Doctor a Who, the Royal ninth Doctor, Canadian number four. Uh, let's see. Exodus Life After, number six. Faith Ongoing, number one. That first issue comes out. And there's a lot of variant covers that um, that they're going to have at the San Diego Comic-Con. You want to go check out the um, v- Valiant Entertainment booth. Valiant also hit up a number of Harvey Award nominations, which was really yes. surprising. It's like they almost dominated an a entire category. achievement. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, Garth Innes, uh, Red Team Double Tap, number one. Red Team Double Tap? Yeah, that was Wasn't my... that a Mountain Dew flavor? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Goldie Vance, number two. That's now an ongoing series. That was announced this week from Boom Studios. Uh, Joy, uh, The Joiners, number two, and Joyride, number four. Mario Joiner? Yes. Uh-huh. Florence Griffith Joiner? Yes. Lords of the Jungle, number five. Mad Balls, number four. Lumberjanes, <laughs> number 28. Yes, and it's about the mad, it's about that toys from the uh, 80s. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number five. You're not reading it for some reason. I'm not? I, I don't know. I don't see any reviews up on the site. I figured you'd be all over this series. I haven't been reading it. No, I haven't been paying attention. How come? Uh, who's it by? I don't know. It's it's uh, Boom Studios is the is the publisher. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know who the writers are. I know that they have like, there's a Pink Ranger miniseries going on. Right. And I think they've got a Green Ranger series coming up or something like that. Green Ranger on tap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the zero came out and I was like, Ooh, this could be interesting. And I just never even tried about. Well, go read it. Uh, once okay. our land, number one, star Wars rebels, number three, Ugh, smosh. The rebels three. are there. And smosh. let's see, what else do we have? Zombie tramp ongoing. Number 25. Those are just some of the titles that are coming out next week. Of course, you can head over to major spoilers next week early and, uh, check out the complete list for yourself. And it's interesting because Previews World, uh, the Diamond Comic Distributors people, mm-hmm. totally revamped their website today. So it's much harder to find the upcoming releases than it was um, in the past. So be on the lookout for that. But that's why we've got Majorspoilers.com. All you have to do is go over to Majorspoilers.com. And there's a whole new tab that just, or it's not a new tab, but it's there that just says new comic releases. You click on that, oh. you get all the new comic releases for every week that they come out. We try to have those up on Monday. Sometimes they go up Tuesday morning. So there you go. Next week on Dueling Review. Black Hammer number one, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Dean Ormiston. Once they were heroes, but that age has long since passed. Banished from existence by a multiversal crisis, the old champions of Spiral City, Abraham Slam, Golden Gale, Colonel Weird, Madam Dragonfly, and Barbalian <laughs> now lead simple lives in a timeless farming town. Even as they try to find their way home, Trouble has a unique way of finding heroes wherever they are. You can show your support for this show and everything we do at Major Spoilers by becoming a very important person at members.majorspoilers.com. Your contribution allows us to keep this show going, pay for our growing costs, and it gives us the motivation to produce more content for you each and every week. Plus, when you become a member, you get access to some really cool bonus uh, content and podcasts. Thank you so much for checking out Dueling Review, and we will talk with you next time when you will hear Matthew say... What? This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.